0: Welcome to Microworth Talks. I'm your host, Xavier Gallego, VP of Brand and Marketing, and I'm delighted to take you with me on our journey to grow the future of materials. Thank you for tuning in. Today we'll talk with Mera Bloom, founder and creative director of Blumera. We'll talk about our collaboration and how we create this amazing object that we're launching, We will learn about her heritage and art and fashion and how the Bloomerang brand came to life. And she shares some stories with celebrities that definitely made a pivotal moment for the brand. So stay tuned and let's get started. Hi, how are you Mira?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I'm excellent. It's a really good to have you here. I'm really excited to talk about our collaboration together. So,
1: um, Yeah,
0: me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before we start, I always ask a question, uh, which is, uh, when was the first time you heard the word mycelium?
1: You know, it might have been when I first learned about microworks, to be honest. It's kind of an interesting story. So my mother's best friend was a man named Bruce Tiedendahl and I became friends with his son through their friendship, Life. And I know that Life is really close friends with the founder of Microworks, and so that's, I believe, I might have also found on my own, but I believe that's how I first
0: found Wow, of friends of friends. <laughs> yeah. You have good friends then. I like that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, well, that, that, that that's amazing, and you've always been playing with um, uh, or designing with, with uh, very sustainable materials. Like, can you can you tell me more about it? Like, was this something that you were looking for a new collection uh, and that's why you reached out my Microworks? Or, or was, like, uh, yeah. something that happened to you and it was a good opportunity?
1: Yeah, it's kind of a mix. So I am always looking for materials that, you know, and in most parts do no harm. You know, there's so many beautiful materials in the world, but I don't like using plastics. I don't like synthetics. So I really am interested in using natural materials. And, you know, leather is such a great material to work with for obvious reasons, but I was really trying to get away from that. As you know, I use wood, like in our beautiful collaboration, and brass. But I was thinking about what are some other materials. And I've looked into all different types of materials. You know, I had explored the pineapple leather and, you know, different materials. But when I learned about micro work, I was really interested and really intrigued and thought, wow, that would be a beautiful material to work
0: with. Yeah, well, the the same here. When we saw what you do and how unique it is, and how it can coexist with our story of art and science, and you are very artistic in the way that you approach your designs. Uh, we thought it was a no-brainer to to try to do something together. So I'm very excited to launch this object that is almost like a, a work of art. Can you give me a little more? And the people that are listening, can you give us a little bit more of a context on on your um, journey to to become the designer that you are today?
1: Yeah, it's it's been a really long journey and uh, very varied and many iterations and a lot of evolution. So. The brand as I know it today, I would say, kind of had a rebirth in 2016. In 2015, in December of 2015, my dear beloved mother passed away, and we were like soulmates. We were best friends, you know, so close, and she was an incredible artist, an amazing painter and a creator in her own right. And I thought I want to take her paintings and reimagine them through my work and through my art. And about six months after she passed, I had visited a department store in London, Fortnum and Mason, who I had been making collections for. And they said, we've sold out of your last collection. We want something new. What can you make us? And I said, well, I have this idea to make clutches like the wood carved doors in Bali. And the buyer said, oh my God, I want it. How soon can you do it? And I said, well, I mean, I'd have to start like now. She said, well, I want it for September for the fall season. And this was like, May I was like oh my god well I'd have to go like to Bali now to do it she's like okay (laughs) so I did I went like a month later and I searched for the the best carvers because there's so many carvers in Bali but I wanted something my mother was so particular about her paintings and when I would do embroidery like her roses for example she would say that's a rose but it's not my rose I felt this like (laughs) tremendous
0: sounds like an artist
1: yeah, tremendous responsibility to really get her brush strokes and her painting in the the form. And through a lot of meetings, through one carver to another carver and you know, meeting different people, I finally found this man Patmanku, who's he's a Balinese priest and he works from his temple. And when we met it was just like fire. Like this is oh, this is it. This is the person who is gonna be able to do it. And we worked together And I would sit with him side by side. You know, this petal goes up, now this has to go down. And if there was a part of the flower that we weren't sure which way it went, he would say, go home and pray to your mom and see what she tells you. (laughs) And it was just just this beautiful collaboration. He's still my full-time carver seven years later. And he worked full-time for Blumera. And now we've brought his son in. And in the time that he's not carving, he does ceremonies in the village for the community. So that's how... The wood carving launched. And then from there, Netta Porte, a wonderful buyer, Abby at Netta Porte said, Could you take your wood and do it in other materials? And we both incidentally were like, What about metal? And so I thought, Okay, okay I'm going to go find jewelers who can work with brass. So we took the wood carvings, we carved it out, we hollowed it, we made individual pieces of flowers and birds, and then we individually soldered them like big pieces of jewelry to make the brass pieces.
0: And the objects are yeah. very, very impressive. Um, and, and now that you you, you tell us the, the story, they they get into another dimension. So it's almost like a celebration of your heritage, and the art of your mom. Through and then you took it to a next level, which is the objects, the carving, which is beautiful. And and you can see in every single piece that that you make. Where do you see the evolution of it? Because it feels like it's been very organic, right? Like you just like trying to expand what your mama was doing, like you you took it to another level. Like, do you have any crazy plans in the future to take it to more materials or new designs? I totally do. I totally
1: do. I'm going to Bali, or I've been to Bali, and I am launching Sanctuary Blumera, which is like the creation of homes and residential and commercial But basically sacred living spaces. So I, you know, all of our bags and everything I make is blessed and it's, you know, made with love. Everything's made with heart. And that's the beginning intention. It's the end intention that the people who receive the creations, they feel that love. So now I myself am very invested in living in a creation of love and a sanctuary of love. And so I want to create that for myself and I want to create it for others. So I'm going to Bali, Italy, Paris. I'm going everywhere, and I'm going to start making sofas. And I've started already. I've been commissioned to do some prayer altars, which I've already made, some beautiful, like, lotus bird desks. I'm doing lighting. I already have the chandeliers, and I'm doing more lighting Everything you could imagine for the home—doorknobs, rugs, wow. wallpaper, <laughs> everything.
0: I can only, I can imagine and, like the full yeah. house being made with your style, and it will be like wow. It will be a place yeah. to, to witness, you know?
1: Yeah, colorful and lush and high vibration. Wow. And then the, the other part that I'm doing is I'm filming the journey, and it will be a journey of creation and how I create, and travels and art. The artisans that I work with and all the other people that I meet on my travels, and then my inner story of love and spirituality and the things I wrestle with inwardly to be a better person. And and so that's my next endeavor. Those are the two things I'm simultaneously, and I'll still do the bags, of course, in fashion and making clothes with my mom's paintings and silks, and that's kind of where I'm at.
0: And, and through that journey, Mara, you've been, I imagine, connecting with a lot of people that are supporting you and wearing your designs. And how was that journey from like an idea that came from a, a buyer asking you a question to people wearing your products in uh, red carpets? And there must be a sense of pride in, in the whole journey, but I wanted to know more about it.
1: Yeah, it's been, in some instances, humbling with some of the people I'll share with you who worn them or bought the bags. I'll, I'll tell you about that in a second. And then it's, it's been really natural also word of mouth or, or just being in the right place at the right time or just kind of a kismet thing. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you a really great story. I, um, right after I finished making the brass bags years ago, I went to India and I, um, I had just signed a publicist for the first time. I had never worked with anyone before. And I thought, okay, I'm going to go to India. I went to this Spiritual place where I go there, and I thought I'm going to shut off for two weeks. I'm not going to work at all, and then, you know, I'll work on the other side of this. And when I was in one of these spiritual places where I go, I was sort of just kind of surrendering everything, and my mind was blank. And all of a sudden, I saw a flash of Beyonce, wearing holding my brass bag. And it was out of nowhere so I wasn't thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And that was it. I kind of let it go. It's just a fleeting moment. And then, two weeks passed. I went back the airport in bombay and after i passed immigration i said okay i'm working again so i looked at my phone <laughs> i had an email from my publicist who I just started working with and the subject in all caps said beyonce wow and then it, 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 the, the the email said beyonce is obsessed with lumera she wants one of everything let's talk I was <laughs> like oh my were god you, were,
0: were you jumping at spot or what was your reaction
1: I, am I'm, I'm a pretty, uh, Jill? the street so I just <laughs> probably just kept walking and nobody would have known anything, but it was just like, wow. And then, you know, the whole thing with, you know, PR, you lend, you know, bags, she would always borrow bags for the Oscars or the Grammys and things, but it never, you know, it would never work the dress or whatever. And she still continues to actually. But then one day, um, She had borrowed a bag for a long time. I posted, oh, we need it back. And the the team said, no, 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 she's buying that bag. She wants it. It's in the front of her closet. She's waiting to wear it. And so she did. She bought it, which is just so beautiful. And that's what was so humbling because, you know, this is someone who can have whatever she wants. People pay her millions of dollars to have what they create. And here she's saying, no, I want to buy it. And so she bought my large Anhinga brass bag, and then the stylist said she wore it for her 40th birthday, and then she wore it again two months later and photographed it. And so it's you know it's that was one of my more it's standout a, moments. A, it's an b- amazing
0: highlight to be honest, like being yeah. able to get this recognition. And as you were saying, there are folks that uh, they, they they have access to everything. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I another one at
1: Lady. Lady Gaga is another one who has bought my chandeliers and commissioned me to make bedside table lamps and she also has up the brass bag a different style Rada, Emily Ratajkowski she wore the brass bag to the Met Gala that was another oh my god moment <laughs> <So there's laughs> I, I think been, I saw you
0: know, a photo of that and I was like wow that's uh yeah. it's very impactful also the Met Gala and uh, uh, definitely a reference place for 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 style like in general like it, it's uh if you are there, you just made it. Like, um, it's it's a very valuable moment. So let's go back to the object that we have in common. I mean, I can only uh, dream. I might try to have one of the visions that you had in India and dream that uh, (laughs) the Beyonce wants wants to wear that back. But uh, tell us more about the object that we created together. What was the inspiration? Like, what is the drawing and the carving process like? And how you thought about the whole piece?
1: So the creation is, Poppy's Octagon Clutch. And it is inspired by my mom's Poppies painting. And my mother said about the painting, she said, Poppies tells the joy of all living things. So it's about joy, exuberance, facing the sun, growth, just the joy of life. Mm-hmm. And the actual painting is, is really colorful. But the carving is so beautiful because it brings out all the depth of the colors that she painted. So the clutch is open and we created, with your amazing material, the pouch that goes inside and it follows the lines of the interior of the clutch. And then it has a zip pull with a little piece of the blueberry flower, the little logo, and a handcrafted brass chain that's hand braided. Each link is hand put together and hand soldered in that goes across the top so you can carry it like a little clutch
0: it looks uh it looks like a work of art you know like it uh, it definitely is like um you can see it you can see the joy you can see the passion that you put in your in your objects in your art and, uh, and i think for us it was really different uh normally like the applications that we get are very traditional and in handbags and but we don't get that many chances to collaborate with uh a piece that combines materials that are carving—you know, like this—is very rare. So, I think it's uh, it's an amazing object that has a, a deeper story that now I know because you told us. And and I don't know, but I think like the poppies are like the California state flower or something like this. Is that possible?
1: I don't remember if it's the state flower. I've been to the poppy fields there, which are incredible. These. Poppies in particular were carved from my mother's painting that she did in Shiraz uh-huh. in the Garden of Paradise. She sat in a poppies field there and painted one by one each flower in the field.
0: And it's like the the. Tell me more about the art of your of your mom. Is it like all like uh, landscapes.
1: She did a lot of landscapes. Uh, she was we're not Persian, but she was very inspired by Iran. She's always been very into Persian culture and the mysticism of Iran. So she went there and painted, but she's also painted a lot of portraits. She painted a lot of animals. She I was brought up in a spiritual faith following Meher Baba, so she painted him and his close disciple Mera, who I'm named after, and his different disciples. So she's had a, a very varied history of what she's painted, and she had shows at the United Nations and National Arts Club and I imagine Museums. that uh, you
0: have a lot of art from her in your house.
1: I do. <clears throat> I do. She was quite prolific, probably 70 to 100 paintings.
0: Are they like exhibit somewhere or do you keep most of the collection?
1: That's what I'm working on. I would love to find the right gallery or museum to really house the collection so that it can be seen because it's really quite profound what she's, what she's done.
0: Yeah, I, I totally see like a future collaboration where you... Create objects inspired by art, and the artist exhibit at the same time. I can totally see that happening. You know,
1: yeah, <laughs> it feels very natural. Yeah.
0: oh my Yeah, God. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Like, and and talking about the co-creation or like the your your object uh, with Michael works. What are your expectations with uh, this object? Where Where is the story that you want people to talk about?
1: The celebration of natural materials and at least impact to the environment. I try to find wood that is reclaimed, so that we're not cutting down trees, eliminating the use of plastics and PVCs and synthetics, and really just embracing as best as possible what's natural and least impact to the planet.
0: Yeah, and like, just the beauty. I, yeah. I like the idea of the the luxury of natural materials in the times that we're living, you know, like how difficult it is to create things that are beautiful with natural materials and... and and, and and you know like everybody's talking about sustainability which is the next question i have for you but um, but natural materials and sourcing them it's it's uh, it's it's very important for that very important yeah i want to i want to finish our conversation with a question that i also asked everybody and everybody has a different answer so there's no correct or wrong answer for this one what sustainability means to you
1: sustainability means to me in being authentic to who we are and to our heart. And so in my case, I don't set out to follow what somebody else has said as sustainable practices or sustainability. I do what what feels good to my internal compass and to my integrity and to what I believe is best. So sustainability to me means treating the people I work with with respect and supporting them and hearing them and listening to them and creating a happy, good environment, working with materials like we just talked about that are in harmony with the earth and as, as best we can, don't harm the earth. And with making really high quality, special pieces that are pieces of art that people treasure and they take care of and they pass down to their future generations that it's treated with respect those are some of the facets that I believe.
0: Well, I'm taking the word authenticity and listening, and it's a new one. So I always appreciate like new definitions for the word, and uh, I'll take that one. Thank you so much for your time. This this has been a pleasure. I'm looking forward for the world to see the object, and hopefully we can do much more, you know?
1: Yeah, thank you so much. This is so wonderful. I really enjoyed talking to you.
0: Same. Take care, okay?
1: Thank you. You Cheers. too.
0: Bye-bye. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed as much as I did hosting it. We are thrilled to have you with us in our journey. So if you want to learn more, please follow our Instagram page at MikeWorks for our latest news and more. This episode is being produced by Maddie Nathans, sound editing by Corny Ballardo, content editing by Chanda Alotto.